Yo, John Fitch here. John Fitch knows nothing. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We got a fun show today. Our friend Steve is back on the show from Slow News Day. And um, yeah, we're going to talk about some of the shenanigans going on in the world right now. Maybe we can paint a clearer picture for you of some of the nonsense going on. Steve might be uh, able to fill me in on a lot of stuff too. He's got his finger closer to the pulse, I think. Because. I'm I'm uh kind of over listening to a lot of the garbage, <laughs> so I've been avoiding news and the news cycle more and more. I'm just like hanging out with the kids more these days. It's a lot better for your health, though. Um, but you know, it could it could infringe upon my freedoms if I'm not paying attention enough. All right, all right, guys, let's let's play a little something. We'll get Steve on here. <laughs> almost good. That's almost good. Let's bring Steve in here. Let's go. Hey, how you doing, Steve? Fitch, we got to get you a banjo, man. We got to oh, get man. you a banjo. It might be one too many strings. It's got five banjos have five strings, and I don't know the four strings on the uke. That may be all. You can you can play a four string banjo though. You can play a tenor banjo, or you can play a tenor guitar, which is also a four string guitar. Ooh. I've seen the uh, uke tars. I've seen those. They have six strings too. And time and failed miserably. That was before YouTube. Though. Um, I tried to have like friends and other people I knew that play guitars teach me, and it usually was a miserable failure because I found a lot of guys who could play guitar good at it show off. Right, right. No, they'd be like, just show me your chords. I don't do the whole thing. I'm getting like static oh. a little bit. How's that? Is that better? Oh, that's much better. Yeah. yeah. I got a, I, that's the next upgrade on the list is mic and chords because mine goes fuzzy sometimes. No, I, I've, yeah, I've had significant equipment switching over the last couple yeah. of years. You see my, my camera from the last time. No, your camera major major upgrade yeah yeah no that looks fantastic that yeah we got a, we got a we got a super chat here real quick i want to get uh asking for a um 
some snack to help you with a sweet craving. I like the uh, Cuties oranges. Those help me. And then my favorite go-to snack is frozen grapes. I love frozen grapes. You know what, man? When, uh, when I lived in Bloomington, Indiana, my roommate at the time was, uh, was pre-med. She came home from work one day with uh, a bunch of different like syringes. And she spent like three hours injecting grapes with vodka and then freezing them. And we <laughs> used them as ice cubes for like the next, I don't know, four or five days. That's very smart. That's smart. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what's up with what's new with you? What's going on with you? If you guys don't know, Steve has a show on Rockfin. We're both on Not Rockfin. I'm streaming Rockfin right now. I do YouTube, uh, Facebook. And what I do like four different platforms or something at the same time. Fight TV. I'm on Fight TV for free. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think Rockfin is probably the best one that I am streaming on. So everybody needs to get onto Rockfin and uh, make an account, pay for the premium. It's worth it. It's definitely been the, the best to us over the last year. So we haven't been able to monetize a video on YouTube since yeah. like, really since like January of 2020. Um, <clears throat> Not for like Rona related purposes, but most of the content and most of the stuff that we talk about, the the YouTube censors don't like in the first place. Yep. Uh, yeah. So it's yeah, we're we're actually working on and this is up to the that I'm about a month from now um, will be so, uh, self-hosted entity uh, and hopefully be driving the majority of the audience to the website itself will oh, nice. they'll have everything and there'll be peer tube and mastodon instances connected to it and there'll be like a whole um social you know social media thing that's not on twitter not on facebook yeah um tangentially connected to the no agenda guys uh, and all of that stuff. So I'm really looking forward to what we're going to be able to do here soon. But man, it's been a long walk to it. And, and living with like trying to do this for a living and not having YouTube. Yeah. There, it, especially when you're not you know, the platform itself, like our audience itself is a huge yet. It's a lot. It's a lot. But yeah. we have like, yeah, it's it's just. Not easy. You gotta you gotta do like red a lot of red meat stuff to get noticed, and then you can't step on the you know the narratives. Well, and you can't slip. You know, I there there's you know there's not a lot of not a lot of room for mistakes. There's not a lot of like when you're when you're kind of playing like that close to the national security state. If you get stuff wrong to your audience, it, yeah. it can steer them in a very wrong path. So we try not to sell. Which is, which is wild to me because nobody, nobody lost credibility or got in trouble over weapons of mass destruction. No, no, <laughs> or no. any, or any of the other stuff they get wrong ever. The, yeah. the scrutiny, the standards that we're held to, in the independent media are so much higher but but we have a, a a more discerning audience we have a smarter audience we have an audience that's already been lied to for the most of their lives and have been able to see through it and can hopefully spot the bullshit coming a mile away now yeah um, and you yeah. and and you don't have a bunch of producers who are also pedophiles well there's that too that's helpful it is <laughs> no the, i mean the, in fact like the 
most of the people that you would consider any kind of like producer level on the show are the audience who sends me articles. Mm. You know? Yeah, that's what's really awesome about these kind of like smaller platforms is you get to work really closely with your your viewership. You know, the stuff that they send you, the interactions that they uh, they put up uh, in the chats while you're going. Like I do a lot of solo shows and I have great shows because I have a good active chat. No, it makes it, man. And because with the Assange activism, we do a lot of in-person events or as many as we can. So we've actually been able to meet a bunch of the people that, uh, you know, have shown up and supported the shows over the years or, uh, you know, active in the chats and stuff like that. So that's really cool. Um, In fact, we're going back to Washington, D.C. in April of this year with Action for Assange for the third anniversary of Julian Assange being dragged out of the Ecuadorian embassy three years in the the United Kingdom for, yeah, printing verifiable information. Yep. Passing along verifiable information. And you see the fallout from this, John, with like Project Veritas getting raided and James O'Keefe getting hemmed up. There have been a number of different journalists all over the the West that have been locked up and convicted on charges Mm -hmm. that are essentially like we showed what the government did. Now the government can come and get us because not enough people early enough were like, hey, that's fucked up. You should probably not do that. Yeah, getting getting getting. Yeah. Arresting. Yeah. Arresting journalists, punishing general general journalists for, for telling the truth about things the government did. It's scary. We live. It's scary times, and it's really crazy that there's still a large number of people out there who just will nah, not want to listen and call you crazy and support the state. Yeah, and throw a bunch of money down on the Super Bowl and watch. Watch. Uh, if you can hear, I got I me. Mean, my neighbors are having a. My neighbors are having a Super Bowl party in the backyard. So. I mean, that's cool. I'm all for a party. Good reason to hang out, eat, fucking kick it with your friends. I I did. I watched the game. I was on a different podcast before this, and it was like conspiracy related show. We were trying Mm -hmm. to spot the symbolism, and Mm -hmm. it was actually kind of a tame halftime show in terms of invoking, you know, the overload. Lots of black cubes, though. Yeah, black cubes, checkerboards. Mm -hmm. Yeah upside down cross stuff but yeah i didn't i didn't watch i haven't watched football which i went to the i went to the uh, archery range and uh shot some arrows hell yeah dude yeah i checked out a football like i don't know i do I, I i played high school football i was really good high school high school football player i was all conference um our team was good like i was i was trying to go to college and play football but then mm-hmm. When I didn't, I didn't have any offers. I, you know, halfway through the resolu- halfway through the football season, I wasn't getting any offers, and I realized, like, you know, I'm probably not going to get any offers to play at a big school. Um, I can either walk onto a big school and play on the kickoff team, or I can wrestle. I can focus on wrestling and and maybe you know win a national title. So I, I switched gears because football is my number one sport, and wrestling I did as number two sport. But I just mm-hmm. yeah, floored it on wrestling and. So I didn't know what else to do with my life. I was like, I don't want to go to college. I don't want to get a job. Like, what do I do? I was like, I'll just, I'll just go wrestle, and I'll figure right. it out. Well, in in Indiana, it's it's those you know, if you can go to college, maybe if you for a while there, we had trade school and tech school and vocational mm-hmm. school, but that stopped. Like, tech. That stopped our our like sophomore year 
or maybe our junior, at least it did in, in Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, and, <clears throat> and they shut every GM plant down in 94, 95 is when it transitioned from like Delco to Delphi. And then it became a Greek letter or whatever that weird. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I totally feel. Oh yeah. But the other option is like join the military. I have a bunch of friends. That was, that was, I was telling the story yesterday. That wasn't, that was almost, I was, I mean, this close. Um, when we came to school, like I almost went to, um, what's the school in New York? The, uh, Oh, West Point. West Point. Almost went to West Point. You even got the, like the written letter from, you know, you're supposed to get a written letter from like your state representative or whatever. Mm-hmm. Got all that stuff. But then when push came to shove, I learned that there was no girls at West Point. And I was like, mm, nope. <laughs> and then the next time I almost joined the military was me and my me and my buddy were sitting, you know, in the living room watching the plane, the second plane flying to the tower. And we're like, man, like if we go to war, like we got to do this, man. We got to do this for America. And then a couple weeks later, they're like, Iraq, we need to do something about Iraq. And I was like, wait a minute. That was like that was my because I was always a big history guy. Like I love history. I love whatever. I listen to the news. But I didn't I didn't see past their veil, you know, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see behind the curtain until that. And then I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense at all. Something's up here, you know, and then opioid crisis, financial fallout, 2008 and then Ron Paul around 2010 ish. And that was really like my awakening. I just I just saw where <clears throat> I mean, they just, you know, put the hammer down on the Sackler family, Purdue Pharmaceuticals for for opioids. But now they're relaxing rules mm-hmm. on prescribing opioids. Again, that whole pushback on opioids lasted oh, enough to explode the fentanyl crisis long yes. enough to do that. Yeah, I was going to say and now they're everywhere. Did you see this? Fentanyl's the number one cause of death for eighteen to forty-five year olds in America now. It's crazy. A lot of yeah, I was why I can't remember who was watching somebody who's who's do it does a lot of interviews and talks with a lot of homeless people in San Francisco, and it's like it's it's the uh, drug du jour. Like ninety percent of all uh, opioid addicts have switched to fentanyl, and that that dude, that's 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 you know we're in the middle of World War Three if you haven't realized that yet, and that's that's an attack from China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I've almost, almost all of it is coming dark web via China. Yep. Meanwhile, they want to crack down on what you say online because it might yep. hurt somebody's feelings. Yep. They want to crack down <laughs> on what you say online because it might tell the truth about the pharmaceutical mm-hmm. industry, but they'll leave all the fentanyl sites up on the dark web. They'll let all of that come in. They'll let all the actual physical harm get done. Yep. Yeah. But but it's what I mean, you mean. Words do. words are the most dangerous thing around, I guess. I mean, here, yeah. Let me take a super chat real quick. If I had our super chat, uh, he's asking, um, "Thanks, John. Would dates be a good choice? Uh, also, uh, use each platform until one kicks you out." Yeah, but I agree with that. That's kind of what I'm doing. I'm just going to use it until they 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 punish me or whatever. But um. Yeah, dates. I don't know. I don't really date dates. I haven't really ever eaten dates. Maybe they're okay, but like, yeah, I like, I like, I like grapes. I just yeah, like I'm not grapes. a big fan of dates. Yeah, because I can go to the store and get like three or four different varieties of grapes, and they got these like cotton candy ones. They're probably going to be cancerous or something. I find out, but those things are dangerous. So Frozen cotton candy grapes. Oh my god, bro! Dude, so 
yeah no they're dangerous and when my <laughs> when my boys were younger they could like sniff them out <laughs> they came they're anywhere in the house man they were on it dude yeah it, it was yeah it was wild i've never seen anything like it they're like <laughs> we know. We know. yeah yeah boys boys are stealing mine I, I try to hide them in the back of the fridge back of the freezer no dude they figure that trick out and then they know where santa <laughs> hides the presents too <laughs> yeah the first step finding out yeah, where we got, yeah, we got that one yeah. i wonder what else this motherfucker keeps hitting around here we all hiding all the good food what else is he hiding <laughs> how you find out oh man so yeah man like the, the, the platform is really cracking down on people yeah um the big the biggest one recently is the joe rogan thing and i don't think that saga is over with and it by any means um you know he said he repeated some bad words that other people said. So and, and I'm I'm over the bad word thing. Like I don't I don't care. It's a word. You know, it was a horrible word a long time ago. I'm not gonna say it because I don't I don't need that smoke. But I I just I you know, like there was somebody who did like an interview walking down the street asking people questions. All the white liberals were super I pissed. Saw that. We played the yeah. Yeah, yeah. None of the black people cared, not a single one cared. You know, and it's just one of those things. I think that 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 white liberal people use as a weapon to attack other people that aren't that aren't black. Well, and, and yeah, I mean, it is kind of a, a a double edged thing because on the one hand, like it is like like you know the 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 one word that sort of only exists to dehumanize some you know the, out of generations of fucking trauma and bullshit on the other hand the only people that are upset about it right now are the people who are trying to win a gold medal in the virtue signaling olympics and it was an older video it had been out it had been around people knew about it the uh patriot takes that put it out on twitter knew right where to go to get it when they needed it for the most impact you know mm -hmm. So if it was something that people really cared about, they would have addressed it when he went on to Spotify. But oh, here's the other thing. If Joe Rogan was interested in protecting the medium, protecting podcasting or independent media or doing this, you know, with a limited agreement with, with corporate entities then he wouldn't have signed off on deleting the original 41 episodes when he got onto Spotify. He wouldn't have signed off on deleting the 70-some episodes that he did last week. And I really do see this not as an attack on Joe Rogan. Like, he's just the guy. But it's yep. an attack on the fact that what we're doing and what Rogan's doing with his platform is attack on the fan base too. Well, it's destroying the corporate press. Mm -hmm. You saw those numbers in December yeah. or November. Oh right? yeah, eleven million people watch your average average episode of Joe Rogan catches. And then now all of a sudden Joe Rogan can't have a show because it's it's long form, it's uncensored, unedited. People and that's the that's the thing people want to they crave they want that. But they can't get it anywhere else. And Joe, he he pushes back. People say something weird, and he'll he'll politely push back, regardless of left wing, right wing, middle, whatever. If he if he disagrees with something you're saying, he'll push back. 
And think about what it gives the the fans and the audience. It gives them a connectivity and an intimacy with their favorite celebrities in a way that they could never get. If you got good audio, that person is in your head talking to you yeah. for hours about the stuff that you probably want to know about. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Specific that's topics incredible. that you really want to know about, huh? Yeah, specific topics you really want to know about. Yeah, that yeah. you're never gonna. Every other connect with your, you know, connect with your favorite celebrity thing throughout our entire lifetime, John, has never been that close. Yeah, do you know? You're, 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 you're one for tweet, the, text, uh, video away from your your favorite person. And now you're hour. You now you get them for hours, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, at full screen just for you. Like that's crazy, dude. It's crazy to think about that. And there, there's. I've had a couple of different people tell me that um, it's a really weird, like one way intimacy on the opposite end of it, where you're just lit, you know, and. and like, connecting to whatever's being said on the screen and for mm-hmm. the, the idea you know just the reality that it goes on for hours and hours and hours completely off the cuff man it it brings people closer in a in a way that could probably get pretty weird but also get 11 million on average views yeah that's wild yeah what, what i think i think i was seeing look at the numbers it's like CNN was doing like 200,000 views on average. That's silly. <laughs> like destroying yeah. them, absolutely destroying them. I don't know. I honestly don't understand why Rogan doesn't um, create his own platform. Well, okay, because I think that I think that he probably uh, isn't ready to walk away from Spotify yet. I think that there's probably he's probably got a lot going on there. He's got kids that are still young. He probably wants to make sure that he's at least got gainful employment in case everything hits the I don't know, dude. I don't know. I'm making excuse, I don't know. But he seems he's had, he's, he seems like he's had some gainful employment for a number. Yeah, of I know, years. I know. But I mean they, they, he's never left a job. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the either the series ran down and came to an end. Or he's still at that job at the UFC, or he's still at yeah. that job doing the podcast. So it's yeah. not like he walks away from the gig, historically, is what I'm saying. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and I do believe that, that it is an attack on the media. Like, it's an attack on Joe Rogan because it's his show, right? Because he has mm-hmm. the, the audience. But if another but, individual... Yeah, everybody's giving Spotify audience, the side eye. You know, oh, he's on Spotify. Spotify is letting him do this, trying to trying to uh, get people to turn out. You know, that was that was my thing. Is it's a big big attack against his his uh, his listeners too, because anybody who's like walking around with the Joe Rogan shirt now, that guy's automatically a racist. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. But Neil Young's back on Spotify, and he's, that and that takes that. away um, any credibility if somebody is saying something that's very true, but it goes against the narrative. The political narrative well oh he was on joe rogan once and he didn't condemn joe rogan so he's obviously somebody we shouldn't listen to mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that's yeah. the emotional type of attack that is used against people it's 
let's not let's not look at what they're saying. Let's not look at the facts or the reasons or the data. Let's just look at his uh, personal history of people he's hung around. Well, it's Justin Trudeau. These people have unacceptable views. It's they're, they're just you're you don't think like I do. That's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Not not it's wrong or I disagree. You're an extremist. Yeah, unacceptable. We can't accept your views in our society. And for a prime minister of a country to say that, man, that's severe. It's wild. Everything I, I feel like they're they're really trying to stoke a uh, some kind of violent attack or something. They really want it to happen. They're trying so hard for somebody on the right to do anything remotely violent. And they're going to blow it way out of proportion and bring crackdowns and lock everybody up. And, oh, no, we have to police the street and everybody has to be under curfew, not because of COVID, but because, you know, there's there's extremist racists out there and, and they broke a statue or some shit. Yeah. And this time the robot dogs won't be good enough. So we have to, <laughs> we have to put you all on you know, so. the curfew. Yeah. Robot dogs with miniguns strapped to their back. I just watched this movie. Uh, it's been out for a while. Chappie. You ever seen that movie, Chappie? No. Huh? It's about um, South uh, uh, South Africa and them uh, using the first robotic police force. Scary. It's terrifying. It was like a 2015 movie or 2016, I think. Hugh Jackman's in it. We just did a story on the show last week about the Border Patrol getting robot dogs. They have like a fleet of them now. Um, and that story was in conjunction with the army test successfully testing their first uh fully unmanned uh Black Hawk helicopter mission. Test mission, test <laughs> <one. clears throat> terrifying. So now the seen, is, some of these drones, dude. Some of these drones and what the drones are capable of. Well, and that's the thing. They're talking about the the ability for one human being to sit in front of an array of monitors and with a set of goggles on virtually fly dozens of Black Hawk attack copters without any human beings ever involved in this process. It's terrifying. Mo- modern warfare. And that's before you you get into like they, they, that's 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 the real thing that people need to understand is the uh, the oligarchs the ruling class the people who own the banks the the people who are so rich you never hear about them <clears throat> they don't need us anymore like they're getting to that point when when the truckers are replaced by robots when the police force and military are replaced by robots we're screwed they don't need us. Useless eaters, one hundred percent. And useless it, eaters. Yeah, we we create garbage. We create trash. We're killing the planet. We're eating food that they should be eating for themselves. That's why they want to eat bugs, live in the pods. Well, and they don't. <clears throat> there's nothing. They don't even have to to make it a law. All they have to do is price you out of it. Yeah. Where's gas? Where you are right now? we're about five bucks yeah yeah we're a little bit over five bucks right right here and and, um 448 maybe 
And I mean, like a gallon of milk is, is six, seven bucks. Dude, and, I ordered know. two cheeseburgers today from from a local place. It was like sixty bucks. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Two yeah. cheeseburgers. I had a double cheeseburger with bacon, an avocado, and uh, onion rings, and it was about sixty bucks. It's nuts, dude. It's nuts. So, but if there buy Bitcoin, everybody buy Bitcoin. But if there's a a 3D printed replacement, or if there's you know a a cheap meatless alternative, you got your Bill Gates meat, your your you know whatever Beyond Burger, Beyond Beef, or whatever it is, which is just more processed food, which is not good for you, and yeah, it's 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 got so much sugar in it. It's just so much sugar. It's crazy. It's the fat burger. It's going to make you fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's a diabetes burger. Yep. It was, and and they're going to sell you hopped up prices of insulin. It's not an accident. <laughs> and then you could die of the next variant of coronavirus because you have that. Or as die a with it, not of it. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> but I mean, they're, they're, what do you think about? Um, okay. So what do you think? about uh the the head guys at moderna dumping all of their stock creepy Uh, seems like seems like something's up yeah why why would they dump billions of dollars i mean you got to take profits of course but all of that profit all at once it sounds like another crash or something's coming something worse some bad news about their uh vaccines could it be the super aids have you heard about the super aids yet me and Burmis were talking about super AIDS on, on Monday. So because, this- um, I noticed something a while ago. Um, I, I was off of my, uh, I had the Spotify premium for a while and then I lost it. And then, so I had to listen to commercials. The number one commercial that was playing all the time, like back to back, um, was a AIDS, AIDS commercial for like some kind of AIDS medication. It was like happy music and like, oh, you, even though I have it, I don't test positive or whatever. And then it was pushing, like getting tested and taking your oral AIDS medicine. I was like, that's really weird. It's like, I haven't heard that much about AIDS in, in a decade or more. And now it's like every other commercial is about AIDS. That's weird. And now they're talking about, um, oh, everybody needs to go get tested like four times a year because AIDS is on the rise. We don't know why. Well, and then you find out the the Luke Montagne, uh, the one of the guys who discovered AIDS, <clears throat> was running around telling everybody, "Hey, if you just got the booster, you might want to get an AIDS test." And then he died. <laughs> yeah, and he was old, so you know. But he had spent the last month telling everyone who had listened. You need to get an AIDS test if you yep. got this boost, and, and then and then die. And there's just a a litany of people involved in HIV and AIDS research that died under mysterious circumstances over the last 20, 30 years. It, it is enough to make you scratch your head, if nothing else. And and I mean. <clears throat> Put that next to to Carrie Mullis, the guy who invented the PCR test, who was running around trying to to tell people about yeah. them before they became the gold standard two years mm-hmm. ago, and, and he dies under suspicious circumstances. It, it's on their own. 
they're not enough, but all put together, it really starts to look like a pattern, John. It really does. Yeah. It's uh <clears throat> man. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things connected that can't be an accident. Just can't be. So real quick, what did you think about that fight last night? I, I, I kind of thought that uh, um, Whitaker could have got the nod. I thought he could have won because I didn't think I didn't really think Israel did much. He he held the center of the ring, but he he didn't land that big of shots. He didn't do that much damage. I, I I don't I just you know I think he won because he was the champ, not because he, right. he did more. I think I think uh, Whitaker landed more significant strikes. He uh, he progressed to try to finish and do more in the fight by hitting the takedowns and controlling the ring. I thought he won. I thought he won three rounds. I mean, I, I came in. I, I, I could have easily seen him. I, yeah, I think he, he could have got the three rounds. Easy. I came a little bit late to it, but everything I saw, it really looked to me that, that Whitaker was dominating the fight. Mm -hmm. And if he's not dominating the fight, then outright winning on points. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, some little things I, I just don't understand. Like he would he would double jab, and and hit him with the second jab, but the, he wouldn't follow up with any leg kicks, which was dumb. You know, because you gotta uh, you got you gotta you gotta immobilize a, a defensive striker like that who uses movement not to not to be in range. So double jab, chop the legs, double jab, chop the legs. Every time he's running away, you can't run away and and check. So he missed huge opportunities there. And then when he did have him in the fence, uh, at times he wasn't he wasn't beating the legs up. He wasn't throwing a lot of knees. No, I noticed that. A lot, of, a lot of missed opportunities for him to kind of slow Izzy down. Yeah. No, but it did. It looked more like a, a, a – it looked more like a gimme to me. To Adesanya than anything else, which is a yeah. shame because he's a fantastic fighter. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. Do you think he's going to jump weight classes again? I know this. Isn't uh, I mean, I don't see him. I don't see him beating Jan. I mean, I mean, there's nobody there. Uh, there's nobody at 185 who is a real serious wrestler. That's the thing, you know. And I think there are guys with the that are bigger. That that are find ways to get close and put their weight on him and, and out wrestle him at two hundred five. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Because I mean, <clears throat> if guys go in there and they're just trying to strike with him and, and kickbox with him, like it's not going to happen. You got you got to you got to use a lot of feints, get in close, push him into the fence. You know, make him pummel, make him work. Uh, you can't let him sharpshoot from the outside like that. Dude, did you see? Did you see the thing about the uh, four and a half billion dollars in Bitcoin being laundered by that couple? Like, I, I, I give us, you know, the details of this. I, I saw the rap video she did, and somebody put up like she was the, uh, she's the richest rapper ever. <laughs> yeah, it's that's insane. Do you have the details of that? It's technically true. Um, yeah, sorta. So it. Basically, like it, what they did was uh, they operated a crypto exchange, right? Um, or hacked it. I'm sorry, they hacked a crypto exchange. They had a whole bunch of like persona businesses online, 
where they were basically selling how to make friends and influence people or how to so socially engineer yourself into any situation and stuff like that and the the entire time um they had done this twice 2015 or 2016 hack uh of a uh, uh uh of an exchange and they were just holding on to the crypto keys for about 120,000 individual Bitcoin, which translates into roughly four and a half billion dollars. Wow. And they were just doing this, yeah, like the weird wild. Four and a half million or billion? Four, with a B, billion, oh four and a half billion, 120,000 individual Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> That's and they're just weird and they, they and they didn't have any uh any better of a uh, exit strategy let's <laughs> just let's steal it you all know, and stay in the place she put yeah. out a video in one of the the you know socially engineer yourself into anything and uh and at the end of it there's uh she goes now as far as i know there's only one way to to socially engineer yourself out of the situation and in the very next frame she's in handcuffs like it's but you know she was doing you know staged herself getting arrested and perp walked out of somewhere <laughs> that's wild man four and a half billion dollars and you know what that's all confiscated money and the government 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 owns it now which which makes government yeah i think now the single largest holder of bitcoin wow with all of the the bitcoin the fbi has confiscated since 2015. <laughs> the u.s government is the single largest holder of bitcoin but you can totally trust cryptocurrency and buy bitcoin yeah totally I mean, not rewarding the u.s government with every single purchase totally not <laughs> Oh man, they just uh, got themselves a life preserver because of some idiots. I mean, if you're, <laughs> you know, the the moment you have to turn that into cash, the moment that it became something the IRS could track and trace and get their hands on, the moment it it was over for any kind of currency while something like the irs still exists while something like the united states government well, that's one that's one real positive thing with with where crypto is right now you can get by uh pretty well with never converting it to cash there there are places and there are ways to spend your bitcoin and your other cryptocurrencies as is mm -hmm. and you don't you don't need to you don't need to transfer them you don't need to you don't need to cash out yeah, I'm I'm hoping to to as you know go forward into this year to kind of either spend more time in that space or spend as much time in the the cash only or barter space as humanly possible. Mm -hmm. Really trying to talk a, a landlord into accepting crypto as rent. Yeah, that'd be good. <clears throat> I'm uh I'm getting a little scared because I I I uh I don't go to the bank much, but I had I had some checks and stuff. I had to pay to the bank, and I, I went, went to a couple different banks, and I realized that the ATMs on the outside of the banks were not 
allowing any cash to be dispensed. I thought that like was, it all. Yeah, like this, these, this ATM is not dispensing cash at the moment. It was only taking deposits. That's I, not okay. That's I saw that. I saw that at one. I saw that at one uh, Chase Bank, and then uh, I was somewhere else, and I saw it at another. And I was like, "This is kind of creepy." You know, you think at one, maybe they have, you know, oh, they're just low on cash right now, or maybe they had an issue, or maybe it's the safety thing with people getting robbed. But um, two of them, it's uh, it's a little a little weird. During the the first part of lockdown, the um, <clears throat> only bank that had regular ATM loads like on schedule was the credit union, and then every other ATM was I it seemed like intentionally ran dry or kept dry. But then everybody would pay the overages at the credit union to get their money out of it. That after that, like the only ATM that there was was in a bar that was only allowed to be open for lunch, and that was it. Hmm. Yeah, for a while at least. Yeah. Or like I think they had to close it sundown or something ridiculous because that was when the the Rona only came out at night in California. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I'll be really. I'll start to really worry when. Um, you can't uh, take cash out, you know, when you're when you're buying stuff at the store, yeah. or when the stores just stop taking it. Like, sorry, yeah, we're no longer accepting cash, card only, or you can pay. Well, we've had. Are, are we still having the uh, the change? Um, I don't know. Lack of change. I remember there for a while they were they were like, hey, we can't give you change anymore. They didn't even try that in the Santa Cruz Mountains. Mm. That nobody had a chain shortage, it, it, but I think they tried it in Santa Cruz City, mm. but I didn't really go down there too much during the whole like early part of the lockdown thing. I didn't have to. I was working uh, uh, right outside of Felton, and like the hardware store was in between my house and the job site. So I didn't even have to put a mask on for the entirety of lockdown. So I was building decks outdoors and all I had to do was go to the lumber yard. Is it? I, I saw, um, I thought the state of California was going to rescind the uh, mask mandate on the 15th. Is that still happening? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Statewide, but it is going to go county to county's decision. Um, it's so it's up to individual, the individual counties can put it to the city council as to whether or not to extend it. There has to be public comment for it, but all private businesses are allowed to say, oh no, you need to wear a mask to come in here. And then there's a bill in the state assembly to mandate COVID-19 vaccinations for all businesses, no matter what size, public or private that bill's in the assembly and there's another bill in the assembly to mandate mandate COVID-19 vaccinations for K through 12 kids as part of the, the rotation for what they have to get in order to be enrolled in school. Why? Like, it's like, wh where is the science that says it's working? People still get it. People still die from it. People still transmit it. Well, and the latest data, I know we're on YouTube and I want to be careful about here, but I mean, the, the latest science says you got four months on your booster before it wanes. Yep. 
Yeah, CDC, I saw it the other day. So yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to get boosters three to four times a year, and you're that, still gonna catch yeah. it. You're still you're still at risk of dying from it. Like right, right. I mean, at that point, you have to say it's a therapeutic. If you're taking it multiple times a year, it's a therapeutic. And that's okay, but market it that way and at least be a little bit honest about it and make it go through whatever testing it needs to go through. If that's what, you know, if we're going to treat this totally surface level, <clears throat> like there aren't crazy eugenicists at the companies of, you know, on the boards of all of these companies. Like mm -hmm. there isn't a fourth industrial revolution. Like there isn't a world economic forum. Like none of that's happening. Just surface level, at least admit it's a therapeutic and run it through whatever procedures it needs to be ran through. Bribe whoever you have to bribe at the FDA along the way. But at least make it look like it's going through the right hoops and stop trying to pretend like you have to reorganize society for something that clearly doesn't work the way that you originally marketed it to work. I well, have you have you uh, been paying close attention to uh, the truckers? I'm dressed a little bit like a trucker tonight in solidarity with our Canadian uh, yeah. friends up there. No, but yeah, we've been we we've been covering that more or less every day because it, it keeps getting weirder and weirder, mm -hmm. and they keep showing us examples of how social credit scores are going to work and how mm -hmm. blockchain finance is going to work on a central bank that digital currency mm -hmm. oh we don't like what you're doing you don't have access to your funds anymore yep yep what you're, you're doing it's not even like yeah you don't get a warning you your your funds just get froze <laughs> my dog <laughs> yeah they're freaking out <laughs> but uh yeah so yeah you you did something wrong oh now your, your funds are froze now you can't travel now you can't buy these things they can't go to the store it's it's yeah yeah well, yeah. when, oh, you need to go buy propane to heat your house or refrigerate your food. Gasoline to drive to work. Nope. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Oh, I, I, I bet you need internet to do something. Anything. Yeah, you, oh, don't you, get made, you made some mean tweets. We don't like these words you used. We're going to throttle your internet connection. You're only going to be able to use email. <laughs> yep. Yep, yeah. you can only access these three news sites for the next month. And no, you can't comment. <laughs> yeah, you no, you must, you must watch these news sites for two hours every night. <laughs> you have to like they'll measure how long it's been playing and you have to you have to consume. Put you through CNN re-education camp. Yep. Yeah. I really can't believe they tried that. This is a January 6th moment. That's <laughs> the silliest. This is silliest. How can you take these people serious? You know, you're watching a grandma walk through the state capitol where they let people in the door. They just let them in. And like, and they spent a summer praising people burning cities down and murdering people in the street. That was fine. That was mostly peaceful. Well, I, grandma, I mean, grandma walking through a building. I made this point on the show the other day, but at like all of those BLM protest marches and every protest that like we went to and covered, dog, you're ridiculous. Roar. Come here. The the big chant was like, what do we want and whatever it was, you know, and, and if we don't get it, shut it down. 
And they there were people in every major city screaming, if we don't get it, shut it down. And now there's truckers all over the place that are shutting shit down and they're going, yep. how dare you? That's not yes. how you're supposed to protest. And the same people who are saying defund the police want the police to come and get the truckers. Mm-hmm. Same exact people. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a bizarre world. Dude, as soon as they need a big strong man to come do their work for yes. them, they're sure as shit ready to call a big strong man to go yeah. do their work for them. But other than that, you it's toxic masculinity, and how dare yeah. you? Somebody, somebody was some some fat turd was calling for the military to go and deal with the truckers on the bridge. I'm like, you go do it. You go do it. You go get rid of the truckers. Why are you gonna Why are you gonna send military guys who you condemn? You know, all the other time, you, you condemn the police all the other times. Now you want them to come and slave for you because you're you're uncomfortable about something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's it's a governance of convenience. You know, and, and these are people. These are people that don't have any life skills. They could, you know, mostly don't have jobs. Yeah, or if they do, it, it's you know trying to to make a living by pushing their brand out mm -hmm. on somebody else and they've done it by painting themselves into the tiniest little politically you know woke box or whatever narrowly defined as possible and so they've got to get increasingly louder and see the entire world through an increasingly smaller lens because mm -hmm. now you have another hyphen to what you are and another thing to what you are and another emoji you know that describes what your lifestyle is or whatever that you and so there's no way that you can function like that there's no way that you're talking to anybody so you just got to scream for attention and you can't get anything yourself so you have to take it from somebody else you have to take somebody else's success from them or take somebody else's money from them or take somebody else's house or call the cops to do it because you can't build it yourself yes yeah, I uh, one of my favorite things to do is uh, every week. Uh, I don't know if you watch, uh, or, you know, Fleckus Fleckus talks. He's got he's got a, a Instagram page to follow, and every week he has uh, the weekend culture videos. I think they come out on Friday. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! It's it's the most. They're like 20, 30 minute long videos of all of the worst, cringiest SJW type stuff that he's collected during the week. It's 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 wild you think it, it can't be real well it and, I, and it's again i mean it's it, americans overreact to just about everything no matter which way the pendulum's swinging it's swinging Protestants in them hard all the way so whatever the the counter reaction to that is is but whatever's getting the most attention people are going to try to outdo that. Yep. So if you see a ridiculous, hideous, malformed human with, you know, with the, with the top of their heads about this big, and then by the time you get down to the jowls, it's this big. You know, like one of the, like an actual, you know, PETA head looking motherfucker where they're just it, grotesque, then that's what you got to compete with. If that's what's getting the clicks, that's what you've got to compete with. So people see that and they go, oh, well, if that's getting attention, I got to do that, but a little bit weirder or louder or whatever. And not, 
why are we giving this clearly demented person our time, money, and resources? Yeah. You know, maybe this person needs like a hug, but but not, <laughs> not a job like, or a punch somewhere. Right. They need to go to a gym and train yeah. a little bit, get choked yeah. a little bit, get punched a little bit. Go through some real adversary adversity. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing, too. When it comes down to it, man, these people are never, never, never been in a fight, never been in a real fight, never been through. Never anything. built anything. Yeah. 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 Never achieved anything. It's a race to the bottom. Yeah. Race to the bottom. Who can be the most pathetic? Who can be the most uh, degenerate? Yeah, and demand the most from other people. They're, we have a yeah. Call. It's like, well, that's the prize. It's like I'm I'm the most awfulest, so you I win. Give me stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's people that that instead of like the the competition now is who's had the most hardships, who's the most victimized. Who's been the most maligned and not who can do this thing well? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so, Chase, I don't know. I I, I haven't had like a, a corporate job, a, a, ever. But, I mean, I was just yeah. solo or worked with two or three other carpenters for the last 20 years. No, I've, I've 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 heard from a few, few people, several people who yeah have to work corporate. So like yeah, that's one of the, one of the issues I'm having is uh, you know, before the whole COVID thing, I was I was wanting to get into um you know the tech companies around here to teach self defense stuff like that, teach them fighting stuff, you know, team building, get, give give people a little bit of uh um some tools to keep themselves safe, but like I don't fit the uh the corporate whatever i'd have to change all my social media stuff around i have mm -hmm. to talk different i couldn't whatever they probably now expect me to have the jab and all the boosters and and everything and i just don't want to do it i'm not going to do it have poor. you done the had, did you guys roll the video of the comedian collapsing on stage yes i have seen that she like fractured her skull she fell hard she she yeah that that's uh i don't know jesus struck her down you couldn't <laughs> it, was, it was right after it was right after she says jesus jesus loves me the most jesus like, loves me the most <laughs> thunk i mean and, and I, nope. you know i everybody laughs because you couldn't there's no way you could you, you couldn't write it better than that you really couldn't and, and for her to come out did you see the follow-up to that? Did you hear any of her interview, her recovery? No, I didn't hear any of the post. I didn't hear any of the post stuff, no. Oh, man. And, the, I mean, they're seriously talking like, well, gosh, I, I can't imagine what could have caused that. Yeah. You know, there's just no. Between between collapsing comedian and the total unwinding uh, of Scott Adams old vax adams the guy who created yeah. dilbert and was like the self-appointed yeah. Yeah, yeah he lost his mind a little bit like well you know what i think i think part of that was he was trying to uh, rebrand himself away from trump a little bit 
You know, I didn't so know he, went, that he was ever on the right. I always thought he was kind of a liberal guy. I don't know. I don't he, know. He was. He was. But he was. He his claim to fame. I remember because I found him. He was one of the first guys to like claim. You know that he he was saying Trump was going to win. He was saying it back. You know early. He was saying it before anybody else. Okay. He was like one of the first. You know famous people or whatever who was out there being like, wow, Trump is a master of persuasion. This guy's probably going to win. You know. My, my favorite explanation for it, even though there's probably a lot more to it, but my favorite explanation for it is Shane Gillis's. Have you seen the, his stand-up special? Oh, no, I haven't. Dude, go watch Shane Gillis live in I've, Austin. I've, I've honestly been avoiding most it's 45 minutes dude it's a you it's a stand up it's a stand-up comedy special there's about five minutes of of trump stuff in it in the whole thing it's not really it's not political it's more just fucking funny um and he does a great trump impression and this is where you get to see but he was like it was the debates because you know they had all these dorks up there that were doing regular dork politician stuff and then trump walked in and was like Rand paul's ugly (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> and well, yeah, people people were sick of politicians. Like most people were just were done. They've been lying to us, stealing from us for so long. People were done with it. Well, and Trump knows how to sell at least an air of authenticity. Yeah. And that's what people were starved for. You look at somebody like Hillary Clinton, who's clearly the fakest thing on the planet. You put her next to Jeb Bush and Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz, and you're like, these are the most punchable horrible people on the planet yeah and then you like, get a complete not a single person you, not a single person you'd want to have a beer with yeah yeah well although that's no reason to pick a president but yeah no. yeah and people thought that they george bush was the kind of guy they could have a beer with george bush didn't even drink and he was a war criminal but he yeah. sold himself as the kind of guy you could have a beer with that was a talking well, I, I, don't, I don't even think I, I i wouldn't have wouldn't have a beer with bush i didn't like bush i never liked bush i, I thought i thought i thought so before i kind of got red pilled in the political space um the last politician i liked was um clinton because he was cool and he played the saxophone he was on arsenio hall you know and uh we had we had the other bush before him so like you know he was like, I like a cool, Russ, cool guy I like. Um, I was too young to understand, but I think Ross Perot might have been right. He might have been right on. You know, I think he might have been a clear-headed person. But they attacked him so hard and made fun of him so much. Like I was too young to understand. But then, you know, then I found Ron Paul, and they kind of they Ross Perot him. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. But okay, so what do you? I mean, so as a Ron Paul person, what do you think about what's happening? with uh the libertarian party in general and like what they they kind of have planned going every everybody except the left and the democrats they're a bunch of pussies and aren't really doing anything that's what i think okay they're not they're not they're not doing enough they're just like you can't be live and let live like the democrats they play dirty they play dirty and if you're not willing to get your hands as dirty as them you're gonna lose every time you know i just I mean, so I don't see it as a, a like, I mean, the Democrats, Republicans, they, they all have the, that's the government we get to see. Mm-hmm. I know we don't have free and fair elections. We have publicly financed, privately owned elections. You can't even audit the software beyond one person. You can't see the software or the, you can't see the code. 
You don't mm -hmm. get to see that. You see printouts of what they said the votes were to the total of 1%. My buddy over uh, at the combo couch have been like all over this um, for years. There, but uh, Republicans, I don't know, it's just different ways to control different people who live in different places who have different like, points of view on how society is supposed to work. But overall, it's we're, you know, paying for empire expansion but what the 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 libertarian party is doing what the like the hardcore ron paul people at least are doing um is they're trying to put comedian dave smith up as the president or their president their presidential candidate uh mostly on like a red to black to white pilling tour of america for the next two and a half three years which is going to be pretty interesting to watch because it's like Dave and Scott Horton and Angela McArdle and Eric July, who's got a show at the blaze. And like, it's a bunch of people who have the pretty good size and growing platforms. And then also access to like that whole Rogan network. Mm. Yeah, man, that's, that's, that's like where the debates need to happen. We need to have the, the two presidential candidates sit down with Joe Rogan, and that's the debate. Let Joe ask him questions for three hours. Well, I mean, we also we need to have free and fair elections, and we yeah. need to not have a deep state, and we need to, you know, get rid of anybody who's on the council of 300 or the Bilderbergs or... Yeah. I'm on, I mean, I'm getting to the point where I'm just like, if you don't, if you don't add anything to society, I don't know if you should, I don't think having a, the ability to vote maybe is God given. I mean, yeah. I'm for the complete and total abolition of the state. I think the smartest thing that we could do. I, I am, I'm right there with you. The older I get, the more of an anarchist I become. I, I, I believe in, um, I'm like, a, I don't know if it's a thing, a constitutional anarchist. Like, like the only the well, only thing we should have, the only we should have is somebody to enforce the constitutional uh, laws. That that's called minarchy. That's minarchist. Yeah, and uh, that's that's where you're at before you're like, yeah, no, we really don't need that. In fact, we could do this on a volunteer basis. We could do this mutually. Violence is really expensive if you have to fund it yourself. If you have, if you get to steal from other people. And take their money to pay for your army, then yeah. then violence is a little bit. Or if you just get to print your own, yeah, yeah, yeah. We do both. We do both. We print yeah. it and then we steal it back from the people that we print. I, it I'm under the, the firm belief that the, the only reason we pay taxes is to suppress wealth, because they if they need money they just print it. They don't need our they don't need our tax money. They don't need it at all. They, they, they print enough money to pay for everything with the printed money. They don't need our money. The only reason they take it is to suppress our wealth. They don't want anybody else to get as rich as them and compete with them. So they steal 50% or more of our money. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's essentially it. And if you're in their club, you get to keep some more of it. You get to stash yep. it where, where, you know, you all get to reinvest it and yeah if you're just out here well if you want you get to a point where you're rich enough then you just borrow money against your your wealth you already have and then you don't have to pay any taxes because you borrowed the money you're spending throughout the year it's like warren buffett that's how he that's how he operates 
It's a neat gig if you can get it. Yeah. Or you could just, you know, hack a crypto exchange and then make <laughs> rap videos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is a uh man, that's my, my <laughs> when I inspire my kids to do that when they grow up. <laughs> right. The, well, that's crazy because right now if you there's job surveys for high school kids and the average 15 to 18 year old wants to be a social media influencer. Yep. That like to the tune of 70 or 80% of them. Nobody has any aspiration nobody has any motive i mean and look i type when i talk to my my son who's a sophomore in high school he's like dude i don't know what i want to do i don't i don't know i don't really i got somebody uh, over on uh rockman saying taxing out money from those who have the most helps fight inflation my ass People who have a lot of money do not pay taxes. They don't. I'm sorry. They don't pay taxes. They they they, they figure it out so that they don't uh, make enough to be taxed. They live off of company expenses. They they are able to expense enough stuff throughout the year so they don't get taxed. I mean, I I'm I'm good at uh, spending money on stuff that I can write off. I'm good at that. I try to avoid things that are not business related so that I I can keep my taxes low. It's 100 legal. And I know that people who have way more money than me have people who are way better at doing that than I am. And, and, and they're not paying taxes. Warren Buffett doesn't pay taxes. We, and there's a couple, I mean, there's a couple of different kinds of inflation. And if you want to, okay, look at where we're at right now, right now, as of what Wednesday, I think, or Thursday, the Fed announced that we have seven and a half percent inflation up from the predicted 7.3 percent inflation that they thought we were going to have, which is the worst it's been in 40 years. There's like one school of economics that will tell you there's no such thing as inflation and they're retarded. But it the you used to be able to buy a house for three thousand dollars. <laughs> there's no inflation. Get out of here. You could buy a, you could used to buy be able to buy a house from Sears catalog for like three grand. And look, man, the when the Federal Reserve it under Donald Trump, the Federal Reserve printed two thirds of all money that's ever existed in the United States to the tune of twenty trillion dollars alone in twenty twenty. It's a ridiculous amount of money, mm-hmm. and it just got poof printed into existence. When you do that, it devalues the currency. When there's that much of it and it's all super concentrated, yes, the fair point to the person on Rockfin, the 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 extreme concentration of wealth, along with the fact that we've printed nearly two-thirds or around two-thirds of all of it in existence in the last couple of years. Yeah. Super driving up the price, it's super driving up inflation. That's what they mean by hyperinflation. We're about to get way fucked. And there's a couple of different bubbles that are about to burst. They've been wrapping car loans and all kinds of other stuff into the same like collateralized debt things that caused the last big housing bubble. Uh, So anybody with a car loan currently or anybody who's defaulted on a car loan over the last two years, like that's going to be one of the things that kicks off the next uh next big crashy crash yeah yeah something something's brewing but i mean we've we've been talking about 
right? Me, I've been talking about there's something been brewing since 2010. So I don't know how long it's going to take for things to really happen. It could be a 20 year decline, you know, like it could take 20 years to get the point of Venezuela where we got a wheelbarrow full of dollars to buy bread. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, may, it may take 20 years, but like it, it seems like we're heading that direction. Well, uh, and we're kind of sanctioning ourselves, but if another country ever sanctions us the way that we sanctioned Venezuela, our country, our money's not going to be worth anything at all. When a world superpower is preventing you from getting equipment, medical equipment, food, all kinds of fuel, all kinds of stuff like that, it, it's. I remember, I remember it being in high school and my mom <clears throat> telling me, hey, you better fill up your tank. Gas is going to hit a dollar. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It was not that long ago, really. 89 cents a gallon. Yeah, man. 25 years ago, you're telling me there's no such thing as a pack of That sounds like hyperinflation to me. Like, you know, uh, the technology with cars have gotten better and it should be in more gas mileage. So why, why are they, why are the prices so high? Like, I don't know the mental gymnastics. A lot of people go through to like, make it make sense. Yeah, well, and they're, 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 they're a bunch of crooks and they're stealing from us. That's the, that's the answer guys. They're a bunch yeah. of crooks and they're stealing from us. Yeah. And as, uh, as it becomes harder and harder for people to pay their bills because the cost of living is going up so much without wages going up, wages can't go up when inflation goes up. It, it, you're paying more for stuff. That means your money's worth less. So mm -hmm. even if your wages, even if you get a raise, if inflation is going up at double that rate, you're still losing money every year. Yeah. You can feel like you're making more money, but it's costing you more money every year to live. Yep. And if that continues to happen, <clears throat> you're going to have a, a controlled collapse of society. It'll be the people who are the most predatory and most poised to take advantage of it that are going to come out on top unless people start getting serious about getting away from government, getting away from central banks, getting away yeah, from unplugged. central bank currency. Get away from the city, get some chickens, get a goat. Yeah. Have some land, have some fresh water. That's, that's the way to do it, man. Peaceful yeah. non-compliance. Um, well, all right, man, we covered a ton of stuff. It was a fun talk. Heck yeah. I hope uh, everybody got something out of this today. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're a little over an hour. Uh, thank you for coming back on the show. Heck yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah, man. It's fun talking. I uh, hope you guys learned a little bit here. Um, hopefully uh, the feds don't come for me <laughs> for having real talks. <laughs> Who knows? I don't think I got any uh, bad word uh, clip montages laying around right. me anywhere, but you never know. It may come. Sub in the, 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 like, well, they, got the, they got those fakening things. They can put your face on something and who knows. Just, uh, you're going uh, to believe uh, me versus CNN if they come after me and they're clip, like, they have some video they made. Themselves. Clip in the 30 seconds before that comedian takes a header on stage. Yeah. Anytime, anytime he's about to be like a bad dude, just put that in. Jesus <laughs> loves me most. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. 
Oh, man. Uh, All right. I appreciate, I appreciate it. Thank you very much for coming by. Uh, Steve, make sure you guys are checking him out um, on Rockfin. I put his, his links in the description. Uh, there's another Liz link tree in the, uh, the chat right now. Make yeah. sure you guys check the stuff out. Um, good people here. Thank you very much. Take care, y'all. All right, man. I'll check you later. All right, guys. That was fun. That was fun. Um, always informative. All right, man. Oh, it sounds funny, but I just can't stand the pain. Girl, I'm leaving you tomorrow. I know I've done everything I can. You see, I've baked, stolen, a borrowed. Yeah, that's why I'm easy. I'm easy like Sunday morning. That's why I'm easy. I'm easy like Sunday morning. Why in the world would anyone want to put chains on me? I paid my dues just to make it. Everybody wants me to be what they want me to be. But I'm not happy when I fake it. No, it's why I'm I'm easy like Sunday morning. That's why I'm easy. I'm easy like Sunday morning. I won't be high so high. the things I do in life alright I want to be me yeah but be free yeah baby I'm gonna please it easy like something
Um, I hope you guys had a good show. I did. I'll be on uh, with Jason Burmes tomorrow. Mixed Mental Mindset. Check it out. I also have a video coming out on YouTube. It's a learn to fight video. I'll break down a convenience store battle. So you guys can see uh, some points on self-defense. Learn a little bit about human nature and how uh, a little bit of uh, skill goes a long way. Yeah. Rock and roll, guys. Keep on rocking in the free world. I'll check y'all later.